studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some news from Washington. The Biden administration wants to set up a red phone with China so the two countries can have an emergency hotline. Usually at Biden's age, your emergency hotline is hanging around your neck. <laughs> no, that's just... I've fallen out. Yeah, we know. <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, China's like, just talk loud. We're listening to you anyway. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, amen to that. That's pretty good. That's good I've stuff. I've fallen out. Yeah, yeah, we know. That's, Speaking of wow, furs. That's some, that's some serious ageism. I'd say. It's disgusting. Uh, cancel him. Cancel him. Take him off the air. Uh, speaking of foreigners, I was reminded that Hilaria Baldwin, who we were discussing last hour, actually specifically claimed to have been born in Mallorca, Spain, and raised in Boston, moving to the United States at age 19. No, it turns out she uh, she uh, was born in America and lived there for almost her entire life. And that's, lived here. that's what made her high school friends come out and say, wait a second, I've known her. For, we went to grade school together. <laughs> right. She's just a wackadoodle. So we've got to talk about this new quintillion dollar plan that the Democrats put forward yesterday and what's in it and the likelihood of it passing. And woo-wee, holy cow, the Wall Street Journal, like they, they went crazy yesterday with editorial board opinion pieces on, whoa, whoa, hey, is anybody paying attention to what we're doing here? Oh, man. We'll get to that later this hour because it's we've already spent an ungodly amount of money. Now we're going to look at another three and a half trillion. And if you throw in the nearly trillion part of the infrastructure that everybody agreed on, it's really four and a half trillion in a matter of a couple of weeks on top of the previous five, six trillion dollars. Much of it completely unnecessary. Uh, more on that coming up later. You've but, got to collapse the current system to usher in the brave new world. Anyway, more to come. You may have heard the headline yesterday, U.S. overdose deaths hit a record 93,000 during the pandemic year of 2020. That's a 30% increase from the record previous highs. 93,000, you mean in the last decade, surely. No, I mean in the last year, in 2020. And... um it's it's interesting how we do you do lots of we do lots of stories about a lot of different things and um if you don't know somebody it's kind of you know it's 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 I don't know what's the right word it's abstract it's um it's uh, it's academic it's you know I'm just I'm looking at numbers on a board but if you know somebody right. I know somebody close friend of the family her daughter uh, overdosed on heroin a couple of months back and she's really torn up about it as you would be And I wonder if that heroin had the fentanyl in it, because that is what almost, well, that's what the entire rise is. Not a lot of new people starting to take drugs. It's the people that were already taking drugs, uh, dying because there's fentanyl in the heroin, the cocaine, and the meth. It's almost entirely a fentanyl thing. Up until fairly recently, it was all about painkillers. And we knew, you know, 60 Minutes did stories, we did stories, there's all kinds of exposés and government plans and this and that about the painkiller epidemic and people dying. Well, they cracked down on that pretty good. They made it harder for, well, you know this, if you've been trying to get your own dang drugs from uh, the pharmacy or from your doctor, stuff that's not even addictive, it's, it's, uh, it's hell every time you get a refill to try to do it, trying to crack down on that. But so now it's uh, people doing heroin, cocaine, and meth that's laced with fentanyl. To give you an idea how bad it is, a couple of things, and I, did, I didn't hear this anywhere else but our show. Um, and it's stuff dug up by the Associated Press. If you look back 
throughout the history of drug um, uh, periods of where we got really worried about drugs. The 70s, the heroin thing. I was a little kid at the time, but I remember hearing about it on the evening news and everything like that. At the height of the heroin overdose deaths, when the country is really concerned about it, and and uh, Nixon launched a war on drugs and all that sort of stuff in 1970, the height of that, 7,200 people died of heroin overdoses. 7,000 200 people in the entire country at the wow. height of the heroin over 90 almost 100,000 people died last year of drug overdoses and so how about the crack epidemic remember that in the 80s we all remember that 1988 was the peak of the crack epi- epidemic and it was it was on every politician's lips we changed our criminal code it was it was going to tear apart america could we could we survive could big cities survive the crack cocaine epidemic 9,000 people died at the peak of the crack cocaine epidemic. That's astounding. Take that times more than 10 for last year. So <sighs> 9,000 people died in 1988. Nearly 100,000 people died last year. And it's almost all this fentanyl thing. Also, the only place I came across this anywhere was in the uh, Associated Press, where they took a look at this and said, hey, do you think it had much to do with the fact that a whole bunch of people that were already drug addicts we're getting checks from the government, so they had money, and they couldn't be booted out of their apartment. Wow. You think that had anything to do with the rise in drug overdoses? Of course it did. Overdoses. Of course it did. People had to spend, and they, and they quote several people who said, yeah, I had more money, so I, I did more drugs. Right. Well, in every socialist system has an explosion. People who live lives of despair. They have no purpose. They lay around. They get benefits. And and they have miserable, miserable lives. If you if you like the idea of uh, government dependence, look at your local Indian reservation. Yeah. So again, it's important to realize it's not new people deciding to do drugs during the pandemic, because I feel like that's the way it's being pitched in a lot of the versions of this story I've heard. You know, there's a lot of people isolated and everything like that, and they they need to they turn to drugs. No, there's people that were already drug addicts. There's no indication that there were many new. Uh, people coming to drugs is people that are already drug addicts had more money. They had less to live for. They couldn't get booted out of their apartment. It was, it was the, it was the perfect scenario. And then the fentanyl being in the drug, it was the right. perfect scenario yeah. to die from this stuff. So I hate to be grim about this, although we're already well into Grimville, but uh, if, if there aren't significant, n- significant numbers of new people coming to hardcore drug use, um, this number's got to go down just because people are dying so fast. That's true. That's true. Although I don't know what what is the number of people who start hard drug habits every year. They just get old enough to be interested or fall into the wrong crowd or whatever. I don't know. You know, whatever the reasons are, people start drug habits. I don't. I don't know. I could easily see it being a uh, hundred thousand a year, though. I mean, easily. So I don't know. We'll just have to see how this tracks. But uh, it's it's absolutely clear to me that China is delighted that we are rotting ourselves out and killing ourselves uh, from the inside with fentanyl because most of the fentanyl comes from China. And they're supposed Chinese to be cracking. Asshole. That's a good point. Um, they're supposed to be cracking down on it, but they're not. Not really. And of no, course uh, they wouldn't. I think there's a decent chance that the government is involved in making the fentanyl and shipping it here. The it's Chinese a, government. Yeah, yeah, the Chinese government. It's a it's a plan that they look at us as a decadent society of lazy drug addicts, and they they think, hey, let's just ship fentanyl over there and kill people. They get it in through the border uh, of Mexico. I mm-hmm. think that's what's going on. That, that will be uh, revealed someday, I believe. 
We got this note from Al Anonymous uh, Physician's Assistant. He says, as a PA on the front lines, I've seen an explosion of methamphetamine and other drug-related problems in the last several years. IV drug abusers get endocarditis, an infection of the valves of the heart, and we have to operate on them to save their lives. Even without the infections, heart failure is very common among this population and very expensive to treat. He sends along a link to an article. It states that heart failure-related hospitalizations associated with use of methamphetamines are up 580 in the last 10 years, up 585%. So I, I think there is an explosion in drug use. But anyway, he says, we, the taxpayers, are the ones paying for all this as meth addicts are typically uninsured. Um, and one day last week, Joe mentioned the that Hippocrates said, before you cure a man, see if he is willing to give up the things that made them ill. I can tell you, drug addicts rarely, if ever, have a come-to-Jesus moment that comes that causes them to take a new path, and we frequently see these patients back for repeated heart valve replacements. That's the most misunderstood thing about addiction that I know. Most people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs have no interest in quitting, and even those who do want to quit don't really want to quit. The number mm-hmm. of people that actually want to quit is very small. Right. So the whole, if we just had more rehabs we could get into, is, is crap. It's not going to make any difference. No. No, I would agree. We need to get them housing, and we need to get them services to get them off drugs. It's not going to work. I don't know what you do. Um, really, really work to encourage uh, people not to start in the first place would be a good idea. But um, How do we avoid being an all-negative show today, just with the news flow? Yeah, I know. It's, I'm, uh... I'm looking at the FBI's screw-up. On this Larry Nasser dude who is molesting, raping child gymnasts across the country? Yeah. It's another downer story. Yeah, it is. It How really the hell is. did they screw that up so bad? You know, we can get into that and, and probably should. And, and it's also not a positive thing. It's not very cheery. But I've got a couple of stories of people who got run out of their careers, had their, their lives ruined, their professional lives ruined by the social justice warrior crowd. How that actually unfolds and what it looks like and how all of your close friends and associates just cower and shrink into the shadows and refuse to defend you. Um, but that's, that's kind of dark, too, I've got to admit. Joe Exotic has had his 22-year sentence overturned, so that's good news if you're fine. Oh, he has? Fan of the Tiger King. Wow, Joe Exotic, Brittany, all sorts of great news. <laughs> Why are we focused on the negative? Uh, you get to check. Show you Check your bank account. Did any money show up in your account overnight? Give us a text on the text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Show. Okay, somehow we came across this. This is uh, Alec Baldwin's wife, Hillary from Boston, at some point decided she was Hilaria from Spain. And she has recently come out as gen, uh, not, I'm sorry, not gender fluid. She's culture fluid. Sometimes she's Spanish. Okay, anyway, this is her accent changing from just a regular American English to uh, kind of a year, vaguely European over the years. Married life is really nice. You know, it feels different. It really feels different. But I didn't think it was going to be different, but it feels quite different. We have very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have, um, how do you say, cucumbers? Cucumbers. It's not easy, and I think part of it is that I'm in shape before I have a baby, yeah, yeah. and then I stay active when I'm pregnant. But you have to be able to treat each one as if they were only child sometimes. <laughs> So I have to have my individual time with each one of them. 
She she definitely goes through various. Uh, who's who 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 needs to press a mute button somewhere? They definitely go through various uh, iterations of an English accent there, which is yeah. kind of funny. Well, uh, and it's it's like vaguely Spanish, kind of. How you say cucumber? That that's over the top. Uh, go with cucumber. That's what I would I would say. And man, you gotta lay off that. Does she think? Maybe she's just appealing to dudes. But does she think any woman in the world wants to hear how she stays fit uh, through pregnancy and having just had a baby and still looks like a bikini model? Does she think any woman in the world wants to hear that? She's made a career of it, I guess, of some sort. Oh, my God. She's a yoga-slash-wellness expert. Oh, that reminds me. Before Pulling back the curtain here. There's a lot of doom and gloom in the news today. So we're trying to fit in a little of this fun stuff in between the doom and gloom stories. Uh, But one thing I saw yesterday... If you're missing the doom or the gloom, stay with us. (laughs) You know how I like to flip through the star picks in the New York Post for some reason? (laughs) Yes, which is really odd. There was a good one yesterday of uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez, now that they're a couple again today, stuck in traffic. And uh, he looked like he was handling it well, but she looked very unhappy. But anyway, the link to that was a story I hadn't seen where she's... Outside their super swanky hotel room somewhere, doing yoga in her, you know, perfect body yoga pose, Jennifer Lopez sort of way, and yeah. he's sitting, by, he's sitting behind her, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer. <laughs> 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 what an interesting couple! Uh, he always looks like he's coming off a three-day bender. Always, oh, yeah. well, probably for good reason. Yeah, probably for good reason, judging by what I've heard. One more celebrity thing: Joe Exotic, Tiger King. 22-year sentence overturned by a federal judge. Whoa. The U.S.'s 10th... I saw a tiger. Do we have that song? I love that song. Carol Baskin. Well, this is a different song. This is what he got charged for. (laughs) Carol Baskin. Killed her husband. Smacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. That's right. Fed him to tigers. They snack him. What's happening? Carol Baskin. The U.S. District Court is not saying that they're not convinced that it didn't happen. They're saying it happened, but they shouldn't have grouped the two murder hire. They should have grouped the two murder for hire convictions. He got convicted on twice for hiring hitmen to kill her, but it's the same crime. So they're saying it should have just been one conviction. Plus, they should have added on five years for hiring such a bad hitman, as I recall from the show. <laughs> yeah, who forgot what he was doing on the way there? <laughs> Why didn't you go to Florida? I don't know. I stopped at a strip club, and then a couple things happened. I got drunk, and then uh, I went to New Orleans. Why? I don't, Why? I don't, I don't know what happened after that. But, yeah, I was supposed to kill her. Um, anyway, so um, he's still in jail, but that's going to d- d- pare his time way, 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 way down. So we'll see him again, you know, in uh, the near future, I think, out there doing something wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Uh, I suppose we could deal with the FBI utterly botching the investigation in one of the greatest monsters in the history of America, Larry Nasser, who molested, raped, uh, abused all those little girl gymnasts. So an internal report of the FBI report slams yeah. mm-hmm. their the, what they d- did as inexcusable and a discredit to the organization. Yep. The FBI right. said their own FBI. How does that happen? I can explain some of it to okay. you. Some of it's 
bureaucratic crap, some of his bad decisions. Uh, before, wait, this is exactly the right amount of time to do this. I've been sitting on this for a couple of days. It's a quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn, and, and we've been talking about, you know, the terrible path the country's on, and a couple of quick disclaimers. Number one, I'm not a terribly religious guy, um, and this is not about a, a specific religion or a set of beliefs or practices or anything like that. It's more about morality, being a moral people, which John Adams said, this constitution is for a moral people. It will not work if they lose that. Solzhenitsyn wrote, Over a half century ago when I was still a child, I recall hearing a number of old people offer the following explanation for the great disasters that had befallen Russia. Quote, Men have forgotten God. That's why all of this has happened. Since then, I've spent well nigh 50 years working on the history of our revolution. In the process, I have read hundreds of books, collected hundreds of personal testimonies, and have already contributed eight volumes of my own toward the effort of clearing away the rubble left by that upheaval. But if I were asked today to formulate as concisely as possible the main cause of the ruinous revolution that has swallowed up some 60 million of our people, I could not put it more accurately than to repeat, men have forgotten God. That's why all this happened. Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, your own conception of God or Almighty or morality or whatever, you can have that. I don't want to take it from you, but uh, I did think that was interesting from a guy who saw and learned as much as he did. We're about to spend ourselves into ruin. Uh, Wall Street Journal pretty unhappy with ha- what happened yesterday as we're committing to another nearly $4 trillion on top of everything else we've spent. They're going for broke. Which relates to our lead story of the day. MIT says civilization will end in the year 2040. So enjoy Yikes. yourself, I guess. We're not joking. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I want to see the pay force and make sure that whatever we do is going to be globally competitive. They're either going to have to raise taxes enormously or add uh, dangerously to the to the debt of the country. Uh, it's uh, uh, an unthinkable uh, amount of money. I'm not sure that the three and a half trillion out there that they've got all of their uh, frogs in the wheelbarrow to uh, support it as well. So they've got work to do. and We're going to continue our work. They're going to need every Democrat to pass because there's not a single Republican in the House or in the Senate who's going to support this level of taxing and spending and regulations. We're going to get this done. We are getting this done. So as you heard there at the end, after hearing some Republicans say, what, we're not going to spend that much money, Biden and Schumer believe they're going to get it done. And uh, my headline for this story would be, Bernie won. Bernie Sanders won. He should be a very happy socialist, because while he never ended up being president, he pulled the whole party and enough of the country his direction oh, that yeah. he has gotten way more of what he wanted than he could have ever dreamed it would be yeah, possible good. in his uh, elderly lifetime. Bernard Sanders. Bernard you know Sanders. You know what struck me about Biden and, 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 and Chuck Schumer walking out together? Chuck, Biden made Chuck Schumer look like a child. He made him look like a young man. Biden looks like he's in God's waiting room. <laughs> And Chuck Schumer is what? He's, he's well into his 70s, oh, yeah, isn't he's he? He's a very old man. Uh, editorial board, Wall Street Journal today, the Sanders Democrats go for broke. The price of Republicans losing those two Georgia Senate seats in January was always going to be steep. And late Tuesday, yesterday, today is Thursday, today is Wednesday, today is Thursday. Um, We have confirmed today is Thursday. Uh, uh, two days ago. Um, 
Democrats presented America with a new bill, $4.1 trillion. That's how much in new taxes and spending President Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Nancy Pelosi hope to ram through Congress with the narrowest majority in decades. Senate Democrats announced that they've agreed on a top-line budget resolution of $3.5 trillion, on top of that $600 billion that uh, everybody agreed on uh, for the infrastructure, the actual infrastructure stuff from a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. You might remember that. Um, reading more from the Wall Street Journal, don't believe the spin that this is a compromise from the $6 trillion that Mr. Sanders floated some weeks ago. That was a feint to make the final number appear more moderate. This would still be the largest spending increase in American history and a huge increase in the size and scope of government. It would lift federal spending as a share of GDP to more than 25% from the norm of 20% or so that we have had throughout the 20th century. Democrats are going for broke, literally, says the Wall Street Journal. You know, I remember at the time, uh, I think one of us pointed out that Bernie's number was probably just a pegging the uh, negotiations maneuver. It's like I go to my wife, honey, Seriously thinking of spending $5,000 on a guitar. Yep, I've decided I'm going to buy a $5,000 guitar. Then when I come back two days later and say, you know what, I'm just going to go $3,500. she will be like, oh, thank God. Go ahead. Honey. And it's funny how that works, even if you know it's happening to you. Somebody mm-hmm. can tell you they're doing it. You can completely be aware <laughs> of it. But it still works. Yeah. For some reason. Six trillion. Oh, six trillion. Can you believe Bernie says six trillion? For He's a communist. And then when they come out with three point eight trillion, ignoring the other six hundred billion we've already added, so you get up to end of you know and the other trillions prior to that. Yeah, but uh, it sounds like oh okay, well at least finally we're acting like grownups here. No, it'd be the biggest spending increase in the history of the country. Every major program that President Biden has asked for is funded in a robust way in this plan, and we are making some additions to that. Crowed uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer standing next to Mr. Sanders. Most important. Something that Senator Sanders has led and convinced America is so important, which is a robust expansion of Medicare, including money for dental, vision, and hearing, is all going to happen. Not to mention zillions of dollars for global warming, for illegal immigrants, for all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. They got the list here in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Any American who qualifies will get cash for universal pre-K, which there's no reason for. That's just the government providing daycare for kids for another year. There are n- There's nobody saying you got to have pre-K for education. They always pitch it as an educational thing. It's not that. It's, no, just, it's, free, it's just free babysitting. Mm-hmm. Paid family leave, a new federal child care program, free community college, and more is all in this package. Because, of course, college should be free. Democrats, I, I can't believe even we are using the word free in this context, as uh, we have the, vowed not to. And the Wall Street Journal. Democrats will start these uh, programs small, but they will grow inexorably into huge claims on the Treasury, and they will be politically impossible to reform or repeal. That's just the history of these things. The resolution will also underwrite a vast climate agenda, including green energy subsidies running into the hundreds of billions of dollars. (laughs) Excuse me, allergies. Democrats plan more money as well for permanent higher Obamacare subsidies, teachers unions, affordable housing, home health care, food subsidies and welfare programs. All of this will be, quote, paid for with a combination of tax increases and phony accounting. According to the Wall Street Journal, Mr. Biden's spending proposals make this appear to work by offsetting eight years of spending with 15 years of tax increases. Right. Now, always remember a couple of things. Milton Friedman taught us that the true rate of taxation is the rate of spending. All you're doing is deferring the taxation. It will come. It has to get paid for sometime. 
Right, right. And and the second thing, and uh, Craig, the healthcare guru, has really hipped us to this. A lot of the accounting tricks that they use are they will say, "All right, we're going to expand Medicare to anybody who's eleven years old or 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 older." And uh, but but you know how we're going to pay for it? We're going to cut our payments to doctors and hospitals by ten percent a year for the next fifty years. Till it, by the end of it, we'll be paying one cent for open heart surgery. Right, and that's how we're going to make it work. But, of course, every single year they defer the cuts because there ain't going to be any doctors or hospitals who will take Medicare patients if they don't. So it's co- it's complete fraud. So I, I, I'm on the verge of giving up. I'm giving up. That's it. Sports talk. Here we go in three, two, one. I haven't really been following sports lately, Jack, so this is going to be tough. But welcome to the new Armstrong and Getty jock line. We'll I, take your calls. I accidentally caught the last five minutes of Bucks Suns last night. That was an exciting end of that game. Bucks down by nine and uh, facing a 3-1 deficit, which you really don't come back from. And uh, they turned it around, and the Greek freak with a with a with just a crazy, like, he could fly block at the end of the game. And the uh, it's now 2-2. So they found the will when their backs were against the wall, but can they take the lead in the series? We'll take oh. your calls. What's your prediction for Game 5? By the way, and then we'll shut up about sports. There you will. I'm, a- I'm not a complete conspiracy guy on sports, but some of the calls at the end of that game were like, what, are you crazy? How did you? How did you ignore that? And, of course, there are millions and millions of dollars to be made if it's a 2-2 series versus if it's a 3-1 series. Oh, There's sure. so much money on the line. And at the very end, in the last 20 seconds, there were several calls that were like, what? The Greek freak inbounded the ball from standing in the paint. He never even got out of bounds. And oh, oh. we didn't see that. Wow. We'll have your NFL preview, starting with the AFC Central, then moving outward in concentric uh, counterclockwise spirals, uh, <laughs> ending with the NFC East. So stay with us. We'll take your calls. Back to the spending. So I know I've said this over and over again, and uh, I keep repeating it because I don't hear anybody else talk about it, and it drives me crazy. Hey, Republicans. This angle that you keep working up, well, this is, the, once again, they're going to go it alone. It's their way or the highway. They're going to pass this on only Democrats, no bipartisanship. Who cares? Nobody cares. The history books are not going to count this differently. That well, More importantly, the accounting books are not going to count this <laughs> differently, yeah. that this was a not a bipartisan thing. If the money gets spent, if they get the programs they want, uh, can my side do that? Hey, Republicans, if you ever get 50 votes in the Senate and and you can get it through, then get through whatever you want. This 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 claim that the lack of bipartisan, well, they're going to be punished at the ballot box for not doing this in a bipartisan way. They're changing the structure of the country forever. Yeah, It doesn't make any difference if, if any Republicans got on board. What the hell difference does it make? They're likely to lose the House if they don't go at this in a bipartisan way. They don't care. You can have the House for the next 50 years if you want. Everything's in stone. Right. All of you the, can't take away benefits. It's no, almost impossible. All of the big programs that Democrats have wanted for my entire life, for the entire past century, they're getting through in a two-year period, and uh, and there'll be no going back. So shut up about the lack of bipartisanship. I've talked enough about the loss of those two Georgia seats, so I won't anymore, but I will tell you this. The most expensive two seats 
in the history of uh, republics going back to the, the Greeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, but I will say uh, the the principles of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema are the the linchpin on which our country's fate rests right now. If those two can stick to their guns and say, no, we're not doing this. This is unwise. Um, I think we have a chance. Yeah, as one Republican said there, and I don't remember who it was, they don't have all their frogs in the wheelbarrow. Not an expression I'd ever heard before. Nor I. Hard to imagine where you're going with a wheelbarrow <laughs> full of frogs or what you intend to do with them, but that's, that's not my business, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, they do need all 50 Democrats to get on board to pass it, but um, oof. if they do, it's... It's the wish list. It's the Bernie Sanders wish list come true. Practically everything he's ever wanted. Uh, it's quite amazing. It, they didn't even need to win both of those Georgia seats. One of them. So it's one. One Senate seat. Right. Made Just a one. difference of three, four, five, six trillion dollars being spent. Which could indeed be the gigantic bundle of straw that breaks the camel's back. Sure. And I'm not a big uh, pitching apocalypse guy, although uh, MIT did predict the end of civilization in the year 2040. Yes, they did. Not kidding. Yeah. I'm trying to think, where would you be taking a wheelbarrow full of frogs? Frog leg restaurant. A what? Uh, a frog leg restaurant. Uh, you know, a restaurant that serves frog legs. I have a memory from being a child. Do you have memories that are like, so far back, you have only a few of the details. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And one of them I have, and it's interesting what sticks in your mind and what, you know, it, it's so extraordinary that it's stuck in your mind. And I know like a, a lot of tragedies are that way for people. But in this one, I'm in a kitchen in an old timey house. For some reason, I'm thinking we lived in Illinois at the time. And they're frying up frog legs. Oh, yeah. Cutting them up, mm. cutting up the frogs and frying up the frog legs. I mean, it's What's all happening. What's for dinner, mommy? Frog legs, son. Well, it wasn't my, it wasn't my mom. It was somebody. And so, like, that's all we're at loss. I know it's not my family. It's somebody else's family's involved, mm. and they're cutting up the frogs in front of me on the table. Oh, Barbaric. And putting the Good frog, morning. That's probably why it sticks in my mind. And they're putting the frog legs in the, the the frying grease, sizzling hot. And I just, I don't remember if I tried them or not. Or, uh, you know, that reminds me. Um. Odd expressions reminds me, and I, I mentioned this briefly the other day, but uh, my brother and his family were in town, and we were trucking along, and, and somebody commented about the number of Mexican restaurants. I said, yeah, you can't swing a dead burrow without hitting a, a Mexican restaurant. And um, and and my nieces had stone-faced. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> and and they said, well, what do you mean? And and my brother explained to them, well, that's it's it's a it's a variation of an old saying. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a one. And they're going to be and on my, a couch explaining my, this someday. <laughs> and as you might guess, my nieces, who are almost exactly the same age as, as uh, Jack's kids, uh, remained stone-faced and said, why in the world would anybody swing a dead cat yeah. at all? And all the adults looked at each other and were like, uh, we have no idea. We have done something horrible here. We have no idea where that expression came from. If, and if you are swinging dead cats about, I don't really care what you're hitting or not hitting. You should probably stop. It's disgusting. All right. That's it. Speaking of disgusting, and I hate to end the uh, frivolity, but the uh, the FBI has, uh, well, the Justice Department has investigated the FBI's handling of the Larry Nassar child abuse case, and their uh, conclusions are not charitable toward the FBI at all. We'll have that for you in moments. 
Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do we have another star football player who got his head bashed in too many times for his brain to work right because he went off the rails over the weekend? Uh, Mm. Maybe we'll tell you about that next hour. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff we need to get to, including uh, real-life examples of people getting run out of their professions uh, by the social justice warriors, how that actually unfolds and what it looks like. Um, uh, Matt Taibbi with another brilliant piece of journalism in which he, uh, and, and he is a avowed liberal, um, in which he just murders the lefty media, which is doing such a terrible job. They're just, they're they're a poison, honestly. Um, so more on that to come. Stay with us. Uh, speaking of poisonous, this is this is horrible, but you probably ought to know it. FBI agents disregarded allegations by Olympic gymnasts that they were sexually assaulted by former national team doctor Larry Nasser, and then later made false statements to cover their mistakes, according to Justice Department investigators. God, that's uh, the, that's the, that's the worst part. God dang it! So they then released you a lied. giant report yesterday. So then you lied to cover your tracks. That's really not what you're supposed to do. The and. Uh, Maybe the word disillusioned is the is the right one. There are a number of bureaucracies, organizations, bodies that we thought we could trust in the country, including the media, um, that are that are absolutely proving proving rather how untrustworthy they are. But were let they me give you the facts of the case. Were they always this bad, and we just didn't know it? Eh, there may be some of that. And it, it also goes up and down in waves. It's like so many things in society. You, you do a bad job, you get reformed, you do a pretty good job, then you get lazy. Anyway, uh, there are a lot of facts I want to share with you. So the Justice Department's Inspector General detailed multiple failings. Um, uh, da, 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 the Indianapolis uh, agents received the brunt of the blame. Uh, for almost a year, the FBI did almost nothing in response to the to the complaints. What year was this? Uh, twenty fifteen. It first came. Wow. To light. So this is long after Catholic Church and you know a number of other things to where you would you know you, you can't claim it was it's way back in the era where we you know we, we were we were scared of talking about child molestation. It was something under right. the rug. And now this is modern stuff. Well, and the complaints were brought by USA Gymnastics. They said they'd investigated Nasser. But anyway, uh, Indianapolis received the brunt of the blame. According to the report, agents there were unsure if the allegations against Nasser represented a federal crime. They were also unsure how to handle concerns that it had been brought to them in, in, in Indianapolis, where USA Gymnastics is headquartered, but there were no allegations of Nasser treating gymnasts there. Nasser, now serving an effective life in prison, later established to have abused hundreds of girls, etc. Uh, the abuse occurred around the country and overseas and through his employment at Michigan State University. According to the report, the Indy agents did not formally document their meeting in 2015 with USA Gymnastics officials, which came after the gymnastics body had conducted its own five-week inquiry into Nasser. After the meeting, Indianapolis agents spoke with only one gymnast who described her abuse to a private investigator, etc. The report says that interview was not even documented until February 2017, around uh, 2017 rather, around the time the Wall Street Journal first documented the delays in the investigations. Uh, agents did not follow up with other gymnasts. 
The report says the Indianapolis agents failed to transfer the Nasser allegations to the FBI's resident agency in Lansing, Michigan, under the Detroit field office, the most likely place to investigate potential federal crimes that had been committed there, even though they had been advised by the assistant U.S. attorney to transfer the case, and they told USA Gymnastics that they had. Nor did the FBI contact state or local enforcement or take any other action to mitigate the risk to gymnasts that Nasser continued to treat. Yeah, what is amazing is he continued to, what word do you want to use? Molest sounds too uh, too soft to me. Rape and abuse. He continued to uh, rape and abuse little girls while he was being, he knew he was being investigated by the FBI. Like once they were on to him and he knew an investigation was going on, he kept doing it. How crazy is that? The report also details multiple false statements to internal FBI investigators by Indianapolis agents, including the special agent in charge of the office, Jay Abbott, uh, supervisory special agent's February 27 write-up of his telephone interview. It uh, contains material false statements and omissions. The agent who also made material false statements when questioned later about the interview. Um, Let's see. There's one more fact I wanted to bring to you, and that is Michigan State's uh, utter lack of any action when they found out about Nasser. Heck of a they thing. dragged their feet as well. Heck of a thing, this story coming out week before the Olympics starts. Well, days before the Olympics starts. Aren't the opening ceremonies? It's tomorrow night or next Friday? Any day now. You think we know that. Check your local listings. But next Friday. It, it, next Friday. But so we're a week away from the Olympics starting and we're finding out all these organizations. Armstrong and Getty.